TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Dr. Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by a mother of two who's recently gone on a bit of a life change. Um, she's gone from a career in advertising, sales, and marketing. Um, she's seen uh, some changes with her son's health that have inspired her to take a bit of a different tack. Um, she is now one of the owners of the Paleo Cafe in Hyde Park, my local here in Adelaide, uh, and her name is Renee Baird. Welcome to the show, Renee. Thanks, Brett. Um, I'm so excited to have you on today, not the least of which is because I had an interview scheduled and I didn't, I didn't manage to get them to rock up and so I was a bit stuck today. I was a little bit desperate. I, I called up Renee. I said, Renee, you told me your story in the cafe. It was great. I've been meaning to get it on the show, but can we do it right now? She Put said, me on the spot. Absolutely on the spot. She said, I've got lunch coming up in about an hour's time. It's going to be hectic here. Can we do it? Can you come down right now? And so I jumped in the car. I raced down here and, and poor Renee has been absolutely put on the spot with 20 minutes to prepare. Here she is on the show. So thank you so much, Renee. You saved my life today. No problem. Thanks for it. We'll see how we go, hey? Oh, it'll be great. So you have got a great story. I, you know, the first time I came into the cafe here and met you as the new owner, you were telling me about your journey with your son particularly, but also I guess your sons and your whole family. Um, so let's start there. Let's talk a little bit about that. What, what, what happened with you and your family? Well, um, so Isaac, who's our youngest, so Paul and I have two sons, Lincoln and Isaac, and Isaac from a very young age suffered with eczema. So when he was around sort of two-ish, um, we just noticed his skin getting sort of red and coming yeah. up with rashes, and as he got older, it progressed, it got worse and worse and worse, um, to the point where we would be up with him throughout the night, because um, he would be scratching until he was bleeding in all, you know, all of his arms, all of his legs, especially yeah. in the joints, Yeah, and it was horrible. It was, uh, you know, Paul and I would take turns with him. Um, just trying to, it's really hard to tell a, a young sort of yeah. two, three-year-old not to scratch. Yeah, well, which, when, I mean, when it's so itchy. It's, I mean, as yeah. adults, that's yeah. really hard to do. You know, exactly. you know when you get an yeah. itch and, and you know you shouldn't, but you just can't help it. Yeah, and he would scratch so much that he'd be bleeding. Um, and the poor little thing, he was in lots of pain and really uncomfortable. And obviously, we were heartbroken just watching mm. him mm. go through what he was going through. And we were doing all the tests and we would see uh, the doctors and they'd prescribe creams yeah. and, you know, it started out with try this ointment or, you know, this cream and steroid cream and eat out the flare and you'd be putting all these creams on him and yeah. you'd see it have a little fix and then all of a sudden it would flare again and it would get worse and worse and worse. Putting creams on him four times a day—it was just—it yeah. was horrible. And how did you feel about that as a parent? Like, were you worried? You know, you obviously you get these creams and potions, and you, you know, you turn them over, you look at the information on the back, you look mm. at the side effects, and you start to think, oh, mm. you know, that, that can be a bit scary as a parent too, can't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's also thinking about long term. Yeah. What effect is is this having on him? You're putting, you know, uh, he's got delicate, soft skin. Um, you hear, especially, uh, say, my parents or aunties, uncles in that age sort of group where, 
as soon as you mentioned putting a steroid type cream on your, yeah. you know, your skin, and they're like, oh, you know, that's going to thin the skin, and that's not good, and yeah. you shouldn't be doing that, and you're like, you're just ripping your hair out, going. Yeah. You want to take the pain away, and it gives that quick fix. But yeah. then you're worried about long-term effects, and it's it's just like putting a band-aid on it. Nothing was actually healing him. It yeah. was just a quick fix, and it, yeah, it was horrible. Um, and as yeah. tough as a parent, is it? Because you do you just want to do the right thing. You know, you just want to help them. And mm. and I guess you get you know conflicting advice, and you get all different messages, and, <laughs> and it can be really hard to know which way to go. I'll, mm. I'll just say to everyone as well, by the way, we. We have, you know, last minute coming here. We're in the cafe at the moment, so if people can hear the music in the background or the kitchen going on right below us. We are yeah. literally right in the middle of the cafe doing this interview. So apologies for the background noise if that's annoying everyone. Hopefully it's not too bad. Um, but so, so what changed for you? Obviously, you'd, you'd sort of gone down the more medical route. You'd tried yep. these different creams and steroids yep. and those sort of mm. things. And obviously, at some stage, you thought there's got to be a different way. So yep. what happened next? So after... Um We'd, so we'd written everything out. So we'd been to allergists, did that horrible pinprick test, mm. um, and he had no allergies. Yep. And like they said, he might have some intolerances, but that's yeah. not really going to get picked up on that test. Um, mm. And Paul, who <laughs> used to be not so much anymore, used to be an avid 5AA listener, he um, heard Kimberly Douglas talking about how diet, yep. um, so she's a nutritionist, diet can actually have an effect yeah. and they have some unobtrusive tests that they can do yeah and we were at that point we'd been going through this for nearly two years mm. uh, sleep deprived and going through yeah. all the emotions that we'd been going through and Isaac was really aware of it and he's becoming very self-conscious about it yeah and I just said to Paul you know we've done and tried everything been to the eczema foundation mm. training courses and all the stuff I said it it cannot hurt. Let's just yeah. do whatever we can. Yeah. Let's go and see her. And like he's heard her speak and just said, she sounds like she knows what she's talking yeah. about. Well, it's such an important mm. topic you bring up, I think. You know, the difference between, I guess, intolerances and allergies. Mm. Um, and that seems to be an area that parents do get confused by and get a lot, a lot of mixed messages about at the moment because we have these tests for the allergies uh, and they can be quite, I don't know if insensitive is the right mm. word, but, but non-specific, I guess. Mm. And so... You know, we get the, the situation where parents are seeing one thing within themselves and within their family where, you know, if we don't eat this food, we seemingly go better, but then they're going in and getting the test and be told, oh, no, you don't have an allergy, there's no problem, you should actually keep yeah. eating that food. And so I think because the testing, and the testing seemingly is getting better and better, um, particularly if you have a, a good doctor and a holistic doctor who's willing to look into some of those different tests that they can do, but even then we're saying that, you know, with things like gluten, for example, um, or, or even wheat, you know, mm. there can be non-gluten issues with wheat as well. So, you know, things like wheat, we're seeing lots of people getting told, well, no, you don't have an allergy, you should keep eating it because, you know, the, the food pyramid says that it's an important part of your diet, so you should actually reintroduce mm. it, even though the family may be seeing some really positive benefits from taking mm. it out and making mm. those changes. So, you know, sometimes seeing someone like a naturopath who can look into perhaps more the intolerances as opposed to the allergies can be just an absolute weight off your shoulders and such a sigh of relief for parents, and can't it, it? Oh, it was. It was phenomenal to actually sit down with someone who, um, and we didn't actually see her. We saw we saw one of the other the ladies in there, but just as switched yep. on. And they, we went through a an hour consultation, and it wasn't just about his issue. It was, yeah. you know, how's his behaviour and emotionally, how is he? And yeah. 
So it also it was it was that holistic view. It was looking at an all-encompassing what's actually going on with yeah. this little kid. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing questions that you'd never been asked before. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the amazing thing, I think, just to go through. And we were. We both come out of it just going, wow. Like yeah. that, the test that they did, and it was to find defic- deficiencies within him. Mm. So, um, and I have not heard the word gut in yeah. <laughs> so many times yeah, said in yeah. one conversation. And it was all about what's going on inside, yeah. what's happening inside. I love that. Well, it's a totally mm. different approach, isn't it? Mm. It's that inside-out approach versus the outside-in approach. It's not exactly. about what can we take from the outside to fix you or patch yeah. you up. It's about well, what's going on in the inside. Mm-hmm. How can we make this little body strong enough and mm. resistant enough mm. so that it can deal with the challenges of our environment without these flare-ups and mm. rashes and bleeding and all those sort of horrible yep. things. So so what did they discover? What came up from all that mm. testing? So um, when they went through, I think they looked at probably from a young, early age. There mm. could have been a few factors. Yeah. Uh, it could have been um, that he had maybe a dose of antibiotics, just mm-hmm. as something very simple like that, yeah. which caused uh, more of like a leaky gut um, and affected him in, in, inside. Yeah. I'm not a nutritionist, naturopath, dietitian, yeah. any of that stuff. So all the terms that they use, um, I still haven't really got my head wrapped around. But the the basic gist of it was was that um, foods that was going in was leaking out through his, his yeah. gut and, yeah. and going into his skin, um, yeah. which is what was causing the rash. <laughs> and he had it like a yeast overgrowth. Um, and so certain things that we thought were good to be feeding him yeah. um, were probably not yeah. for, for him. So, you know, you, you give your children fruit yeah. and you go, yay, fruit. Yeah. Um, but yet again, uh, he loved fruit and he mm. would have a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and all the natural sugar within fruit wasn't helping him at that time. Yeah. So, um, and any other foods with sugar and not realizing until I started looking yeah. what ha- sugar, you know, what, yeah, all the sugar. Right? Oh, yeah. my goodness. So they basically just said, look, cut out sugar. Yeast and dairy. Yep. Um, give him time to heal. Mm-hmm. So we went really strict on it. Yeah. Um, and within uh, a month, the redness was was sort of subsiding in yeah. his skin, um, and his behaviour was getting because um, he would be very up and down with his behaviour and quite yeah. naughty at yeah. times, yeah. like really stubborn and naughty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when we um, took away those types of food, yeah, the redness like. The angry redness yeah. went, the behavior got heaps better. Um, and then within two, three months, you know, it really was amazing to see him heal. Yeah. And like they, we went back every month um, and they explained what's happening inside. Yeah. Is, you know, he's got healing and then that's working from inside and now it actually will also go inside out and head to toe. Yeah, yeah. So you'll notice that his arms will start clearing up and the joints in his hands and then his legs and his knees and, yeah. and that's sort of what's, what's yeah. happened. It's um, fascinating. You know, it's, mm. it's fascinating because it fits in so well with a, a principle we've always talked about in chiropractic, which is above, down, inside, out. You know, that's yeah. how we've always talked about, you know, real healing comes from above, down, inside, out, you know, from the mm. brain down through the spine and the nervous system out to all the cells, tissues and mm. organs and that's the way the body heals. So wow. that mm. actually just makes heaps of sense and it's, it's fun to see mm. those sort of synergies between those, you know, more holistic healing modalities and that, mm. in, once again, that inside out approach, which is fantastic. So mm. that must have been really excited as a parent to oh. start to see those changes. <laughs> was it more excitement or was it more relief? Um, first of all, it was 
having those few nights of sleeping through the night. Oh, yeah. But that, that yeah, was, sleep is great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the biggest thing, um, I think. that, And just to see, yeah, seeing him here, it was relief. It was, it was so many things because of what we'd been through. Yeah. Um, to find something that was working was yeah. just amazing, you know. That that was the biggest thing for us. It's like yeah. this is actually working, and it's no quick fix. Yeah, it's actually going to last. Yeah. yeah. And and so how did that affect, I guess, the rest of the family? Firstly, I guess in terms of you know when you started making changes, did you all implement those changes, or were they just the changes for Isaac at the start? Um, uh, for the start, it took a bit. Well, and this was the hard thing yeah. on Google researching what can I feed my child because. Mm. Um, a lot of it sort of led us to gluten-free yep. foods because as soon as you start searching for yep. that type of food, it pretty much heads that way. Yep. But the sugar was the hard thing yeah. um, because he has to still watch his intake of sugar yep. and there is sugar in everything. Mm. Um, and it's it's really difficult to try and make him something that he's going to be happy eating. And yeah. re- remember, he's like three, four years old at this yeah. time, or he's still four now, um, and you say, yeah, some cucumber, have yeah. some carrot. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the poor little thing, you know, we found some dips and that yeah. type of thing. But, it, yeah, the food thing was really difficult. We, yeah. um, I think just naturally because very time poor, mm. we all started eating very much similar to Isaac. Yeah. So the foods we would be making would be for, for Lincoln. Yeah. Um, we right. would sort of do the same thing. Um, and we all noticed, I think, just changes from stripping out a lot of the, not that we ate huge amounts of it, but definitely just becoming more aware of what was in certain foods and, yeah. and stripping a lot of that out. Yeah. Well, um, I'll have to make sure I get you a copy of my ebook, Nourish Without Nagging, all about how to get kids to love eating healthily. Might have some good <laughs> yeah. tips for getting the cucumber in there. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's great. And so what sort of stuff did you guys notice? Like, what did you notice personally when you started making some of these changes? Um, so I think just weight loss. I think mm. just um, mentally feeling better. Yeah. Um, Skin, generally better. I mean, it's yeah. just all of those things of slowly as a whole and having sleep, obviously, yeah. <laughs> was yeah. a huge difference. Yeah. So, yeah, Paul um, Paul noticed quite a big change as yeah. well um, from just losing weight, actually, mm. um, and feeling better. Yeah. Just, I think and, it's just overall. And isn't it fascinating mm. how you can, you know, you can not even think you've got a problem. Like mm. you don't even realise that there's an issue there because mm. so often it just creeps up on you, mm. you know. Or for some people, it's how they've always been. Some mm. people have eaten that way and felt that way right from the start. And so they've never yeah. known what it's like to feel good and to have great mm. energy and to be mm. healthy. And so, um, you know, for many people, they, they don't even think there's a problem until they mm. start making changes and then mm. go, Ah, this is what it's supposed to be like. That's so how we it sounds like there was a bit of that experience for you guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and like I said, uh, you when you feel like you've got more energy, and just when you're happier, you want to be doing more. Mm. But then you then, and that's what happened for me, where it also I got a bit angry. Yeah. Because it was so hard to find it sustainable. So yeah. with my previous job, I was on the road a lot. Mm. So I would um, try really hard. Yeah. But time poor, yeah. trying to make the right choices. But mm. yet again, having to be really prepared. And yeah. you do it for your kids. Yeah. So you you stay up and you do whatever you have to for your kids. Yeah. But you sort of put yourself to the back yeah. burner a little bit. And so being on the road, I was just like, what can I actually eat? Yeah. 
and I think when when you're in that initial stage, it is mm. hard, isn't it? You mm. know, because you're not you're not used to eating in that certain way. You know, you're not kind of I guess conditioned to look out for what you can. And I guess once you get further into it, you know, you get a couple of years into it, and you kind of mm. realise actually it's not as hard as I thought. You know, yeah. there is actually lots of different options I can take. I just you kind of just learn what to look out for, you know, mm. and, you know, it might be that you're traveling and you realize that actually the easiest thing to do is just to go to the local pub and get maybe a steak and some veggies, you know, and, yeah. and ask for the salad instead of the chips, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you realize that there are just little things like that you can do and you can still get something that's pretty good. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, when you first start, you're just like, oh, my God, you know, I can't go to the pub. That's just, you know, schnitzels and parmigianas and whatever. <laughs> you know, I can't go here, I can't go there, but... I guess the more you get into it and the more you develop, you know, your own kind of repertoire of easy recipes and maybe you get mm. used to doing a little bit of meal preparation as well, then, then it, it does get a lot easier as well, yeah. doesn't it? Like yeah. It's not always as hard. It's hard, yeah. And yeah. I think it helps growing up in a family that was sort of the meat and veg, yeah. <laughs> you know, meat, <laughs> meat and three veg, sort of that was what yeah. it was on our plate mostly. Yeah. So that, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Like anyway, I, I was but, very much the same. Yeah. We, I mean, we were like meat and three veg and bread. So, you know, we just had to take out the bread bit. It yeah. was always like a slice of bread just lathered in margarine, actually, yeah. which, you know, both of which we don't really do anymore, but we still have, you know, I'm still really happy with meat and three veg. Mm. I often joke on the show about how you know, simple my cooking is a lot of the time yeah. and it's just simple, you know, meat and three mm. veg or meat and salad. And, That's what know. we do a lot of um, at home. Yeah. Paul's um, pretty good with just prepping and coming up with different types of meat. Yeah. And it's it's easy in the in the summer because I'm a big salad fan. Yeah. Um, Nice. Uh, winter time, lots of steamed veggies and stir yeah. fries and using fresh herbs and yeah. adding flavour that way. I, I give myself a bit of a plug. I made a vegetarian paleo lasagna last night. Did you? And it was really good. Oh, I was like, yeah, I'll look at the recipe after. I've got it all written down. It, it, you know it's a good recipe at my house when it gets written out on one of my recipe cards and oh, goes into my little recipe system. That's so good. That one, made it, that, that one made it into the system. So. It was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, now, you mentioned before about the gluten-free, and I mm. think that's a really important thing to talk to people about because mm. I think a lot of the time people will find out that they've got uh, an allergy or an insensitivity to wheat or to gluten, mm -hmm. and I think, okay, well, this is the way I've got to go. I've just got to go the gluten-free. But, you know, if you go into, you know, I find for myself often, if I go into a supermarket or a cafe and I see that gluten-free label, immediately in my head I'm like, yeah, but what else is in it? You yes. know, because so much of it is actually so processed still. It still contains often lots of different grains. Mm -hmm. um, it still, you know, can have quite a lot of sugar in it. Mm. Um, and so even though it's gluten-free, you know, it's a bit like organic or it's a bit like, I you know, the, vegan too. there's so many of these mm. different labels where yeah. you think, oh, that must mean it's healthy. Mm -hmm. But actually when you start really delving into it and looking at the ingredients and looking at perhaps the ratios of fats and proteins and carbs and, and all those other things, then you realize that, Maybe gluten-free isn't the be-all and end-all either. It makes you sort of start to question further. I mean, yes. Does that sound like it's happened it, uh, with you? Yeah, a lot of it was. And that was the thing where we were sort of looking at what we could eat. Yeah. And you'd get on that path. But then, like I said, all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, add this sugar or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. work at all. So, and I think that's where it really just in my head, and this is what we've been educating, um, mainly Lincoln, Isaac's learning as well, but... Um, it's just about real food. Yeah. What, so what is real food and what does that look like? Yeah. So can you pick it from a tree? Can you pull it out of the ground? Can you, you know, and that's what we're teaching our seven-year-old. And so yeah, he's so getting exciting. to the point now where, yeah, he just still sort of looks and goes, you know, is that real food? 
Um, yeah. And so he's starting to learn that for himself now. And I think that's the exciting thing for me. It's just getting right back to that basics where, you know, my grandma used to have a veggie patch and yeah. my mum and dad had a veggie patch and we don't have time to have a veggie patch. I'd love yeah. to. And if I had a green thumb, that would be even better. <laughs> but um, it is – that's the exciting thing, I think, for me. Yeah. It's sort of just having our kids – eating that yeah, as they're I getting love older. It. That yeah. is exciting. And, and it's great to get the kids involved mm. and to get them on board in the process. And they do. They just get mm. it, don't they? Like yeah. I think often they get it better and easier than we do Yeah. because um, they haven't got as much conditioning. You yes. know? And they always say if you can get to them you know, before the age of seven, yeah. then that's when you really set up those behaviours and habits and, and beliefs that mm. can actually last a lifetime. So yeah. it is really exciting for that. So so once you started them to think, okay, well, maybe it's not just gluten-free. You know, maybe I don't just need to just avoid you know, dairy or sugar. Yeah. Then obviously at some stage you came across this sort of more paleo approach. Mm. Where, where were you looking? What resources did you stumble across that kind of helped you in that regard? Um, Google. Yeah. <laughs> Google was my friend. Yeah. Um, anyone so, in particular? Like was it like Rob Wolf or Mark Sisson or anyone that you stumbled across that really helped honestly, you Honestly, it was just coming into the cafe yeah. and looking at the information. So I think I'd, I'd just heard the term paleo thrown around. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we've heard of you know, Pete Evans obviously doing yeah. his, his promotion around it. Um, I didn't have a clear message of what paleo was. Yeah. I just knew I had to try and seek out mm. um, that different healthy approach to eating. Yeah. Um, and so it was because of, I think, the branding here. Yeah. And I'd driven past it many times but never come in. Yeah. Um, and so seeing the branding making a special effort yet again because it was my child. Yeah. Um, where can we go to eat where I can actually feed him food? Yeah. And it was doing the stop, coming in, talking to the staff, going through the menu yeah. and going, wow, there's actually some food he can eat here. Yeah. And that was that was well, awesome. And mm. isn't it such a nice relief to be able to go into somewhere and know that you can just order what's on the menu Anything, without yeah. having to ask, oh, can I get that? I mean, I still come in and ask you to change things because I'm that kind of painful guy. <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah. but you don't have to. You know, yeah. you can come in and say, well, I'll just have that mm. and that and that. And you're not having to say, mm. well, I want this without that, but add in this and change yeah. that and what are you cooking with? What sort of oil are you, you know, you, yeah. sometimes you feel like you have to ask 10,000 questions just to order a simple salad, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so it's nice just to be able to come somewhere where you don't have to do that. Yes. Yeah. And we get a lot of that. I mean, obviously there are a lot of people that come in because they have special dietary requirements, like yeah. they have to have gluten-free or, you know, they can't eat a specific yeah. and that's fine. Um, but it's um, it's it's awesome to have the gluten free ones come in where they they are amazed that they can eat everything. Yeah, and they're so thankful that they yeah. don't have to. Even down to obviously um, you know celiac, where if it's cooked in the same oil, for instance, yeah, you've got to be careful where they don't yeah. have to worry about any of that here. Yeah, oh, and mm. especially I think as a parent, because you all know what it's like when you go to a cafe as a parent, and you know all of a sudden there's a whole bunch, there's a whole section of food there that your kids are looking at and salivating over. Where oh. you kind of, oh no, you can't have those, <gasps> but you can choose, you know, yeah, and you're sort of yes. limited by the selection, and so it's so nice to come in and just be able to go. Kids, pick what you want, you know. Yeah, and I took Isaac out, literally, it was just during the week, and we did that, and yeah. we popped into a place, we're on the other side of the city, and we did, we popped into a place, and um, the um, they had all the biscuits with the, um, sorry about that, just <laughs> interrupted by one of our staff. <laughs> That's okay. We, we, we said we're in the middle of the cafe. It's coming up to lunch now, so it's not surprising. So, so yeah, so we um, and we went into this place, and yeah. I and I knew that they had some raw foods. I knew that they had some good, good choices in there. Yeah. 
and all he wanted was the biscuit with the lollies yeah. stuck on like <laughs> that smiley face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't, you know, I'm like, it's not good for you. There you know, you go. it's going to make you flare. And it's gonna... You're going to have to make some gelatin gummies and some biscuits yeah. with faces on them. You can have them in the Paleo Cafe. You're going to have to do hit. something. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. So, so obviously then at some stage you decided that, you know, not only was this kind of a passion for you, for your family, but this mm-hmm. was something you could actually, you know, make a career out of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you guys decided to take on board the Paleo Cafe at Hyde Park, which is super we exciting. Did. So how did that come about? So that was um, me not being prepared out shopping with the family, being a lot longer than we had expected to be, as you do. Yeah, and as happens with kids. Yeah. Yep, and um, trying to get food for Isaac and just not being able to. Yeah. Um, so, yet again, his, his, you know, were yeast, sugar, dairy, so yeah. we could do rice. Mm-hmm. Um, normally I'd stay away from everything else, but normally rice would be okay. Um, and I went to one place that do you know rice sushi that type of thing yeah and do all my normal questions yeah um because he couldn't have certain things like soy and whatever yeah and um and i said and it was very innocent and you and i went and you'd obviously you don't add sugar in your rice do you yeah and they went oh yeah we do i was like what (laughs) and i I, you wouldn't even think of it would you no and so many people that i've spoken to that have sushi every day or you know go to the Rice and any of that, and they are astounded that yeah. they add rice, yeah. uh, add sugar, sorry, into their rice. Yeah, so anyway, I just said, well, what can you have that you don't add sugar in? Yeah. And she said, nothing. We yeah. actually put sugar in everything. Yeah. And That's I was amazing. like, you are kidding me. And I actually got really angry. Yeah. I'm like, so I can't feed my <clears> child yeah. at all. You've got nothing here. Mm. But not. And it was quite matter of fact about it. Yeah, And yeah. I just thought, that is shocking. It's just so normal, Yeah. not it? Yeah. So, no. so then you decided, well, if I can't, you know, if I can't have someone else do it, I'm just going to have to do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> gonna... I, got on, I got on one of my little tangents of, right, that's it, Paul. Had enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's. Yeah. Um, I, I've wanted to start my own business for a while now. Yeah. Um, and and it was that thought initially. Okay, I'll just create something. Yeah. Um, which was all about just real food. Yeah. And I uh, started looking, doing some research you know, how much rent and all that sort of stuff is yeah. going to cost. And I thought, I'll oh, just do a business search, just yeah. an off chance to see what businesses are for sale out there. Yeah. And this literally came up top of the list in that search. Yeah. And I went, oh, my God, so I've only just, just like been in there. Be. I've only just been in there not long ago. Yeah. And it's for sale. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was. It was a bit of a, I think that's a bit of a sign. Yeah. You're meant to be in there. And um, it's that personal goal, I think, of just, more awareness about eating real food yeah. and making it more accessible for yeah. more people. And so you've only been in a couple of months now, so how's it going? Yeah. Oh, what, yes. How's the change been? I mean, it's a big shift. Ooh, it's huge. Um, and it's yet again, it's not like just coming into any old cafe because it's so specialised. Yeah. Um, so finding specialist products and where do you get those products yeah. and what those products mean and, um, and learning you know, menus, literally learning everything. Yeah. So it's huge, huge change. Um, Huge change, I guess, for family as well. So getting that right balance, mm. um, it's really exciting. Coming up with different ideas, what can we do, what can we implement. Um, we only just last night launched our sort of story. Yes, um, I saw that. Yeah, so what's, you know, which is obviously what we're talking about now. So, yeah. um, And from here, looking at what we can do over the next 
couple of months, I guess, um, yeah. of implementing some bit of a fresh vibe and some new things and taking nice. on board some suggestions from people. So and, and obviously opening up a second store across from the eastern suburbs yeah. right next to my practice. <laughs> that's, that's on the agenda, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me just get started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so the store, for those people who don't know, is Shop 5, 183 to 185 King William Road, Hyde Park. Mm. It's bright orange, so you can't miss it. It's really right can. on the corner. Yeah. And, um, and it's great. I come here, obviously, all the time and, and make my special orders and make you guys uh, you know, keep you busy in the kitchen and feeding me. Um, at the moment, you've got a Paleo 28 challenge. Mm. So you've got some meals going on from Pete Evans and also your in-house meals. Can you yep. tell us a little bit about that? So it's a 28-day challenge. So it runs for four weeks um, where we provide you with lunch and dinner meals. Yep. So it just gives you that opportunity to maybe get some ideas from the meals, work yeah. out how you can implement that into your lifestyle, kickstart your Paleo way of living. Yeah. Um, and just take that pressure, which I really struggled with, is yeah. what can we eat? So yeah. just take that off so that you can start enjoying yeah. and doing all the things that you want to do in life. Um, because I think I think it's great if you're just starting yeah. and to be able to just sort of say, okay, well, for those 28 days, I'm, I can do it you know, kind of 100%. I can just get mm. right into it and I can see what happens. I can see how my body reacts. I can see how it feels. And, mm. and I guess probably the other thing is for people who've maybe – you know, been a bit stressed, been a bit busy, maybe they've fallen off the wagon a little bit and yes. they're thinking, I really want to get back on, then just having that 28 days of mm. making it a bit easier for yourself, maybe yep. you are really busy at work, just just to, to mm. get back on the wagon again and, yep. and sort of back on track. Yeah, and we yeah. do. We have some people that just do it month in, month out because um, yep. they find it easy, you know, just get yourself sorted for some breakfast and then you're all good to go for lunch and dinner. <laughs> yeah, Nice. And so, obviously, at the moment, also, you're doing $10 breakfast options till 11.30, which is great. Yeah, nice Monday to Friday. And um, and hot pies for July. So, yes. we are now July, the July the 1st, so I'm going to be able to go down there in a second and check Don't. out one of these hot pies. Start mon- Monday. Oh, right. so, oh yeah, no, Monday. you're killing me. <laughs> so, you have to come right. back. <laughs> I'll have to come back. All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on, especially thank you for agreeing to do this at the last minute in the middle of your lunch shift in the, <laughs> in the Paleo Cafe. You're, you're very brave and you've done a great job so thank you so much thanks Brett thanks for having me pleasure so until next week join the conversation on Facebook give us a five star rating on iTunes join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide join us next week on That Paleo Show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.